One, two, three, four. Palapalooza. Palapalooza. We're talking to you. I'm Palapalooza. What you can't remember is me, it's you, it's us, it's them. You have to fight for your rights. White to black, red to blue. Another man shot down. It's kind of weird that they can't remember. Saw the shot when no one cares for your life. Live to kill, kill to live. Nowadays, being black skin free. Now, your best remember. Wrist and digs in the house. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? How you doing? What's up, doggy? Man, chill. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> man, I know, right? It's crazy. Uh, so, dude, January 30th, you and I were on stage, main stage, House of Blues, live and local. Palapalooza presents. That's January thirtieth, and then right after that, boom! Shit hit the fan. Man, that seems like it seems like ages ago now. You know what I mean? That's like that's how it seemed to me. But it was just in January. When you put it in that perspective, I'm like, what? Right. Like, I mean, one hundred percent normal world. <laughs> that's a fact. Cause I, and I felt it. You know what I'm saying? Like we was, we was all. How many of us was affected in there? <laughs> Exactly. I kind of brought that up. I mean, not to question COVID, it's obviously real, but I wonder how many people were, you know, had the virus in that building, dude. There's 600 heads there. It makes me wonder. Yeah, if you had to go off of that ratio, at least like 200 people probably were at least asymptomatic. <laughs> it's a good thing we were backstage and on the stage, right? A little separated. That's true. That's, that, that's true. We only had to worry about each other, sharing microphones, maybe. <laughs> we were a little socially distanced. But, I mean, dude, my point being is like, oh, my God, take us back to January, right? Like, Yeah, please. Please take us back. Take us back. And fast. How you doing, bro? Man, I've been good, man. I've been just like trying to keep my head clear, man. Keep my mental health straight. Right you know on. what I mean? Staying, cre- staying creative because like throughout that, that's the only thing I can really do through like when everything is seeming like it's just chaos and wild stuff going on everywhere. I have to dive into my art even harder at those times. 100%, man. What, what are you doing to stay busy uh, with your art, with you know your music man always writing mu- writing music always of course but like during right the quarantine time when we was heavily quarantined i was just like i did a lot of writing i worked on like a little short experimental film i got to work on nice and uh so that was like just fun to step outside of to step outside of my normal box of just writing a lot of music and stuff and really you know branch off and do something different with my writing skill just like, you know, I heard your project, the Acoustic Keys version yeah. of, your, of those three songs. And I was like, you know, you stepped outside just to still give a different take yeah. on something during this period, you know? Yeah, a lot of, yeah, thank you, buddy. That just dropped today, actually. Uh, today's Monday, June 15th. Yeah, I, I, I jogged to it. I ran to it this morning. Ah, not quite the workout music. It's a, little, <laughs> a softer side, you know? It's not quite fight, you know, or anything like that, but... For me, I called it like meditation. You know what I'm saying? The keys was nice. The sun was booming. I was running. I was jogging. It felt good. It's chill. Yeah. It's kind of the, um, like an introspective side of uh, Ready, Set, Survive. You know, that's what happens when you trap me in a room with a keyboard. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know the song was going to sound like that. Like, you know, it gave, it made, it made everything sound just like more open and space. And I was like, wow. I was like, no, you can hear the writing. You can hear actually the lyrics exactly. way like, 
at a deeper level. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Thanks for listening. I appreciate that, man. Are you uh, are you staying in touch with uh, Mr. Sly Beats? You guys doing some stuff? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, we we actually, man, we've been picked up back in the studio recently, like more than we was over the first two months. Like the first two months, we met up a couple times. Now we back like regular schedule. We kind of been in the studio back two, three nights a week again. Right and uh, just working on a lot of music. Like me and him, always working on music because we rather have a lot of music instead of not having enough. Sure. So that's never a problem. You know, too much music is is never a problem. It feels great, man. I mean, I'm not running out of anything to write about right now because the times. A lot of inspiration, dude. I mean, I keep saying that. Like musicians out there, just write. Sit down and write. Write your thoughts out, man. Write some music. You need to at this point. Actually, like the world needs it from you. Everybody has to do what you do best right now. You know what I'm saying? If you're an artist, if your voice is to speak to people, if your voice is to make people feel together better through comedy, whatever it may be, right now, do the best version of yourself as that, and you can help the world move forward. Totally, man. You said comedy. I just, I cannot wait for comics to get back up on stage, dude. Like, we need them. <laughs> they have so much material. Like I think of like Sebastian Maniscalco and like, you know, there's people doing stuff online, but the, com- the, the comics right now just have to be, you know, loving this uh, from a certain, from a certain perspective, you know? Material is not, if you needed material this year, it gave you everything <laughs> you need for the next 10 years. In regards to COVID and quarantine, and it's all very serious, you know, everything going on is just, it's so serious. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of serious shit going on, dude. I wanted to get your, your perspective on things, man. I mean, George Floyd murdered yeah, by a police yeah, officer, Derek Chauvin, put his knee on his neck for nine minutes. And, uh, you know, we both saw the video. It was horrible. Everyone agrees that it was absolutely horrendous and murder. Um, he was charged. The, the country protested. What are your thoughts on all of this, dude? Man, I've always had strong feelings with anything to do with oppression, police brutality, uh, anything against my people or any man, let alone, you know, period, should never have to die in the streets and be recorded or any type of format like that so us watching that and seeing that like this is the repeated story i've seen since i was can remember in my life you know since, since i got introduced to to police till i got inter- since i got introduced to any kind of that form of of uh of terror that's been put upon, upon my people i've uh i've always seen that on repeat right. now it's just in my face to where it's like almost like a movie you know what I'm saying? Like I get, I'm getting. A, uh, everybody gets to watch it. Everybody sees it now. It's not just hearsay. It's not just little small town stuff. In my town, you know, um, I grew up in Paisley, South Carolina. They have a KKK parade almost every year when I was growing up. It was just a random thing. They're just like the KKK parade is going down, and we would go up there and we would like scream at them, and the police would escort them to the town hall, and then we would all talk shit to them, and they would pretty much. Uh, take their piece of why they were in that organization, you know? So I grew up like knowing that everybody was allowed to speak their views and say how they feel about whatever they feel. But when it goes down to us attacking and hurting each other and, and my people actually dying on camera and police is, is doing that to so many of my people, that's when it's just like, it's overwhelming, man. Like for me personally, you know what I mean? I've been on this subject and I've had my own run-ins where I've, uh, I've seen it happen. I've felt it. I felt that through by other people. Every time this happens, this really we feel this 
like in our bones, man, because it's right. every one of us uh, that had it and experienced it in right. some kind of way. So right. it's just, I guess it's just one of them things, man, where it's, just, it's painful, man. Like it's very, very painful. Even talking about it now, this is my first time really like probably speaking on it uh, where I'm actually speaking on it outside of artistically through my music, right. through my lyrics, through my whatever. And the music, and the reason it is, is not that I shy away if anybody asks me. It's just to where, you know, to gather the thoughts on that is like, you have to go to a real place. Right. Are you okay with talking about it? Yeah, man. I'm 100% okay because it's therapy for me. I told you, mental health is one of the biggest things, you know what I mean? So like, if I don't, if I can't talk about it with even you or anybody who I come across with that I can't also keep the conversation moving forward of knowing how wrong it is right. of continuing to educate each other on us knowing that this has been happening and also educating each other on what we can all do better. So mm -hmm. we're not comfortable being uncomfortable right now. I should feel a little nervous talking about this because we're not used to being this comfortable talking about that with each other. Right. You know, I might feel comfortable talking about this with, people with my with my same <laughs> race of people sure. i might not feel comfortable talking about this with another race every day and that should be comfortable just as much as we talk about music it should and and that's my intention here to to communicate about it i mean as as corny as it sounds i've always been a, a firm believer that communication can almost handle anything you know i, I use that in my personal life and you know, uh, you're a good friend of ours. So, you know, I know that you're affected by this. I know that you're passionate about this. So I just, dude, we're just talking, bro. And, I, and we're recording it and we'll release it for people to hear, you know? Exactly. exactly. And, it's, and that's what makes it powerful, man. The conversation is, is powerful to have. I was glad you actually wanted to touch on it because we can brash around it and just talk music because we do that well and we have fun with it and we enjoy it. But these platforms are important. We get a chance to actually speak about something that actually uh, needs to be spoken about. You mentioned that it's been, you know, it's been an issue your whole life. And I agree, dude. I mean, we'll throw it back to Rodney King. Yeah. You know, can't we, all, can't we all just get along? And that's still the same line that really sums it up. Can't we all just fucking get along, dude? Right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You heard your parents say it. You heard your aunts and uncles say it. You heard a whole nother generation say it. And now our same generation is saying that to our children. That doesn't make sense. Right. It's not. Okay. So, I mean, I, I agree that there probably needs to be some sort of fundamental reform, right? In the police department. Definitely. I don't think we should shut down the police department. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on defunding the police department? I mean, what is the solution with, with cops that are doing this? There is a, there is, every organization has a reason for being here. Every thing that was built, whether it was built off the, whether it was built for a wrong reason or whatever the case may be, the premises of the police is not a bad concept. Right. You're here to serve and protect. That premise is not, that premise you can't look at that as bad. If it was, if it was upheld, then that organization is not a bad organization. It's really that simple, right? right. So the police department is for me, for it's like, yeah, like, I, do I understand defunding them and taking the money away and 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 and, and lessening um, the military to ride things that they have to put on regular human beings that walk in everyday life? Yes, I understand that. Do I still also understand that is that there is crime and other things that do happen that you do need police for? There's everyday people that may need help for crimes that we can mention. We can go from robberies to rape right. to, to human trafficking. We can name many reasons of why a policeman and the law enforcement can come in handy, and which they do in those situations. But we can also come up with many reasons of saying, like, man, 
you still got to do your job correct all of the time. I know, I know that you got a hard job. I also know that that uh, that real things happen that put you on edge for various reasons. But I also know that once you sign your name on a piece of dotted line saying that you're willing to do a job of, to this standard, which may put your life on the line, just like people in the military do every single day of their life. You know, so you have to just understand that, like, we know we know deep down inside that we need you. I'm pretty sure that every black person at once time in their life and had somebody in their family or they had to call the police for something for something to where you needed them. So, of course, the concept of knowing that we need them is there. But, you know, it gets scary to where you like, do we really need you? Do we need you? You know, when we start questioning that, that's when it becomes a problem. And that shouldn't be the question because common sense tells me that your organization is needed because it's not just my race that you're needed for. You're not needed just to police me. You know what I'm saying? There's people that look like everybody that you have to police. Right. Just, we're having trouble whenever you policing my people more. Well said. No, well said. So wh- what, in your opinion, dude, is is the solution with the police department? Do you think, to me, it comes down to maybe uh, some sort of training issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think they're trying to uh, outlaw that, that hold, certain holds by the police department, right? Which could be a good solution. Yeah. Obviously, putting your fucking knee on a dude's neck for nine minutes uh, should be prohibited. That might work. That, that might work in the UFC. It doesn't work in real life. Right. <laughs> you know, I think about that too. Like these UFC fighters, they wouldn't be doing that because they're trained. They know that, you know, if, if, if you have some training in MMA, you know that doing that is going to kill that person. And maybe, you know, likely this officer intended to kill him. You know, we, we could get into that as well, but Oh yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's and that's how I'm saying. There's layers to everything. Like that's where people are getting more upset because when you unpeel the layers of a lot of stuff that's happening, George Floyd represents many people that fall under that. George Floyd represents the many people who not also stories are not getting spoken about right now. His name is bigger than just his name. His name right. has a whole slew of bodies under it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean worldwide protests. Man, worldwide, man, the system is the system is crumbling before our very eyes. <laughs> it's crazy, and it's crazy the timing too, right? All of this during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, man, it's almost too planned out. It looks like a movie. It does. It feels like one, you know. And we all starring in it, you know. You smoking over there, bro? I hope so. Yeah, of course. Okay, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Get comfortable, man. Oh man. I, I was excited. I was excited to talk, man. I didn't have anything else going on this morning, uh-huh. I, so I felt good after my jog. I was like, I'm finna chill, talk with you. Right I knew it was gonna be a good day. Right on, brother. Yes, yeah, man. I'm following so many stories right now. I was on the, the just recently. Uh, Atlanta has another another issue going on right now, you know, and I and so I got caught up into that for the last couple of days for Rashad Brooks, you know. So right. I'm currently I'm currently like you know diving into that and watching trauma again so you know i'm uh i'm ki- i'm catching everything just like y'all catching it man in real time man this is really happening so like i, I if I, I could probably tell you a story you haven't heard of right now yeah yeah so you know that's what a man you know uh a man was had a dui was stuck over there in his car they came and got him had a conversation what looked like an eight minute conversation that went pretty well you know it didn't look like it got too hectic or crazy from that uh, they started scuffling and getting into it, and then uh, you know he ends up getting shot. 
Now, of course, there's different perspectives and different ways everybody can look at it, but we all can say that it shouldn't have ended in death once again. Right. So it's just like, so it's just one of those situations to where it's like, you know, we could all say what could have happened, what should have happened if you did, if we did this, but it's just another situation. And now we got to look at it like what comes behind that, what follows and Wendy's gets burned down. So now it's like, okay, cool, but we got to check who's actually burning these things too. You know what I mean? Like, right. well, who are, we, who are we pointing the fingers at? Who's getting the blame on these things? Like, there's protests going on where there's uh, other groups besides uh, uh, other anti uh, groups, you know, from Nazis and other things are out there protesting their cause too. And they have a voice and stuff they got to say. And guess what we have to do? We have to listen to them the same way mm. because everybody has freedom to speak. So right now, you know, I tell you, I grew up in a town where everybody was allowed to do that. I grew up watching the KKK parade. You said so, that, yeah. So me, so me understanding that if I if I allowed them to speak as a black man and I watched that, we still yelled and stuff. But for some reason, we was there. So yeah. if I was there to see that already, I understand that concept. But when you cross the line, whenever we start attacking, killing, and hurting people, you know what I'm saying? So now. That's no matter what, you know, nobody, I, I, I can really care less what somebody has to say about me or about, uh, about, uh, something they don't like about my race. Whenever we start to oppress each other, that's when it's like, all right, we got an issue now because now I have to actually right. do something about that. Right. When it becomes a bigger issue, you know, outside exactly. of your own self, right? But look at the world now. The world now is understanding, man. The world is actually, I mean, you say every major corporation, everything is, is speaking on this. I'm I'm not gonna act like that's a bad thing to see. I mean, I mean, it made me smile riding through the caravan over here in San Diego. It was just honking horns, a bunch of cars riding around, and I smiled actually because I actually felt like people were rooting for me. Right. It is forcing everyone to communicate about it, and that can't be a bad thing. I mean. There's some dust involved and there's some fires involved, but once that settles, I think this will lead to some change, right? It has to. It has to. And change don't mean it's going to be better. It just means something's going to change. So, right. you know, it, let, let's just get ready for a new and a new thing. We have a chance to build it. We have a chance to build. Like, we're building it right now. We were building it when we got on stage together. I mean, you know what I'm saying? When we built it, that was... That was our fight. You know, we didn't have to come on there and say, hey, you're black and I'm white. We got on there. We understood mutually that we like to do music and we did it together. And therefore, we standing on something that whoever can see us up there, you got to tear that barrier down instantly. I don't have to explain it to you. You can see it visually. Look, you know it. Right. And crossing genres, too. It's always cool. You know, everything you do with the rough, too. The rough, ready, set, survive. You know, it's that's that's a statement. It's a it's a bit of a statement, you know. It's a super statement, man. Punk rock and hip hop came together and then really make something special. I've gotten to feel it firsthand. You know what I'm saying? I, I was a fan of listening to it when I just heard it as a fan growing up. And then now that I actually participate in it, I understand those collabs are special. Hell yeah. I, I want to ask all the right questions here. I, I you know, I, I am the white man after all, you know. <laughs> hey, hey man, look, yeah, but, yeah, but see, that's the thing about it. I am whitey, bro. I want to I wanna do this right, you know? <laughs> man, it's good to be comfortable, bro. You're being great, man, because that's the thing about it. Like, this is the perfect, you're doing the proper questions for me. Like, because I'm go, I'm willing to answer anything, and I want you to know how you could be comfortable with going there because it's, uh, it, it's me. Right. No, I know, and that's why I reached out to you, and I know you're intelligent, you and your girl, and I figured you'd have a lot to say, and... um. 
my viewpoint is like if you are still judging people by their skin color, there's something there's something wrong with you, dude. Like you you were raised wrong, or you're just uneducated. Like when I look back at my past forty years, I have had way more fucking problems with white people than black people, dude. Straight up. And see, and that's how <laughs> most people are. It's, it's a real weird niche society that still has that classic racism in them. And still believes in these methods that was taught by their parents. These people actually sometimes I think got like a psychological problem where they actually listen to their parents too hard. You know, like my parents told me not to like that, so I can't. And you're like, wait, dude, like you didn't ever sneak off and smoke weed and have a beer. You listen to your parents for everything. Like they told you to not like a this, and you just followed it, just like they followed their grandparents and stuff. It can't. That can't be the reason. Yeah. There's, there certainly is a history in this country, man. And I'm looking right now at all the statues being torn down. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you'd agree with, with that, right? Taking down some of these statues in the country. If, if something you have up is making some people feel some type of way, oppressed or sad, or it bothers somebody looking at it, you probably should want to take it down. Right. You know what I'm saying? You probably shouldn't want something up that hurts somebody. So, I agree with anything being down that caused people pain. You know what I'm saying? If you had to feel it, if you had to look at a statue of Adolf Hitler every day and right. you were affected by whatever that brought, I'm pretty sure I need to understand that you don't, why you shouldn't want that up there. Right. Well said. Well said. Um, Black Lives Matter, right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. What do you say to the people that make the argument all lives matter? You're correct. They do. Right. You know what I'm saying? They do matter. Like, uh, it's just the thing, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, just look at what hands when it happens, whatever happens on at that time, that life matters. If you seen somebody, if you, if you seen somebody, uh, get human trafficked away and it was a little Caucasian girl or whatever, her life matters at that moment for that specific situation. Right now, the topic that we're talking about is a black life that's matters. You know? Right. You know, so, yep. so it's just simple. It's just simple as being able to stay on topic. You know, the same thing you would do if you was in the discussion or you're sitting in a debate. Stay on topic. Like, right. on the topic right now is that Black Lives Matter. If they, whenever, whenever something else happens, right now they don't have stuff that's going on at the border that they have to get together with, with many people in the brown and Latino community. Once that, when that matter is at hand, brown lives matter. You understand? Yep. You know, when we went and so it's pretty much like, just think like that, you know what I mean? Like, of course your life matters. Now, you know, nobody wants to see death upon anybody. Nobody wants to see pain upon anybody. But when you're watching that right now, the topic of what we're talking about sure. is what you just saw that made you upset too. George right. Floyd got killed on camera. You watched it. It hurt. He's black. A white man was on <laughs> kneeling on his neck. Right. It happens often. You should be hurt. You should be sad. Black lives matter. We all understand. Right. Well said. Yeah. An urgency factor. Like, you know, we know all lives matter, but right now the issue at hand is black lives. Exactly. At that point, just all you got to do is just think like, you know what I'm saying? All you got to do is think like, man, common sense. And of course your life matters. Of course. That's why there's a system that will send somebody to prison if they kill you. Right. That's why your life matters. Right. Hey, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep <laughs> said it best, bro. Have you ever seen Black Sheep? Yeah, I saw Black Sheep. He's, he said, kill Whitey. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> kill Whitey! See, that's, see that, look, 
that's that uh that's that next level. That's when you that's when that's that's another gear. You know what I mean? Like like that's the next level. Oh man. I'm just kidding. I always look to humor. <laughs> I, I always look to humor just to 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 be comfortable, but uh Yeah, no, no, that's but that's the thing though. We've seen it all throughout comedy. I mean you could go back to Chappelle, Chappelle's from Chappelle's early skits to Chappelle's latest comedy special. Chappelle's earlier skits go from, you know, him doing like the uh rendition of a blind man <laughs> right. who's uh playing a uh, who's playing a Ku Klux Klan member, you know? Just because yeah. I'm blind don't mean I'm dumb. How could this have happened? A black white supremacist. And hilarious, right? Hilarious. And then now he's doing the same uh, special on this topic that's going on, and it's still hilarious for different reasons because he's still a great comedian, but it's still on topic. You know, racism existed then, too. He just found a way to make us laugh within it. And right. also to make people understand, like, I don't want to be those guys. Like, why would I want to be that racist? That don't look that looks. He made that uh, a thing, you know? That is the best episode of the Chappelle show ever. <laughs> exactly. And it's a race topic. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we, that's what, like, comedy has a buffer. Comedy can make you comfortable with it. You know what I'm saying? Comedy actually is one of the few things that you, you were right about. Comedians got to get back at work because comedians, y'all got some things to do right now because people need some laughs. Right, dude. No, I know. I mentioned that, man. And Chappelle's a great example of, like, he just released his Netflix special, fucking hilarious. Yep. Man, hilarious, man. Like, he's, he's the type of dude that just will say shit that's uh, completely inappropriate. But he can get away with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, imagine Chappelle doing a new special in three months. And the type of shit he would say, dude, I can't wait. Oh, man. It's it, it, all this buildup that's happened, man. Like, with everything that's going on. Because uh, coronavirus is still sitting back kind of like, hey, I'm still here. So no matter what y'all doing, remember, I'm not going anywhere. Right. So, you know, so it's like... It's topics everywhere, you know, because like, it, and we and we hear it myself, so I know that that brains are twirling. Isn't it crazy how COVID nineteen sort of took back seat? Like it was such a big thing, and now it's almost on the back burner a bit. To I, I never thought that could have happened, but it, it did. <laughs> it did because the news, man, is so powerful. The news always flexes their muscle right. every time that you think that the media don't ma matter. They do so much because. They, when they're talking about it, we can be afraid. Every day it used to be a task force, watch this, make sure we do this, stay updated every day. And then now we don't need updates. It's kind of like, well, y'all got it because we are worried about the protest and the election and uh, everything else that's going on. But at the end of the day, it didn't mean it stopped. It's just, I think they get like, they're human too. They get sidetracked. They're like, man, we got to focus on so much. We need to. What do we tell people to worry about? We only got an hour to talk about it, and then this person's going to come on, and we don't have an hour. So we all got to pick a topic. Right. And right now, protests are hot. Yeah, literally. No. Yeah. <laughs> riots not, riots hey, are hot. Take, exactly. Take La Mesa, for example. You know, I had a situation where I, whenever, uh, I had an article that came out in the San Diego Reader, actually, that was titled Wartime on the Boulevard. And this was in 2016, and it was about a situation that I had when I was living in El Cajon, where I had a task force pull into my house, a whole like SWAT team task force come and pull into my house and basically put me face down on the ground and everything because they thought that they were the gunshots coming from my home, what? right? 
So there's a whole article on that story or whatever, right? Now, to watch in 2020 what happened in La Mesa with that, you know what I mean? And knowing that article had me written out as a Mesa-based artist, and I lived in La Mesa, California for so many years, and I've done so much business and shopped in La Mesa so many times, and I hang out downtown La Mesa, the regular hanging spot that I love to be. Yeah. And then seeing all the chaos that broke off there, it was almost just like watching a, a something come full circle. Right. You know what I'm saying? But this but this ain't just coming full circle for me. Yeah. Many people, many people felt that moment because so many people felt that same situation that happened to me. I'm not alone in that situation. So it almost can feel normal when I'm talking to somebody else from my race. I could say, hey, like uh, I could tell that story of what happened to me and they'll take it as, oh, man, I got one of those, too. Wow. Yeah. And it's and it shouldn't be like that, you know. Totally. What I mean, so watching that happen in the Mesa full circle when that article came out, you know, that story to me was like it almost made me upset when I used to think about it. Right. And then now knowing and seeing what happened because of that same what that situation led to is like you know it's like yeah man this is not tolerate we ain't gonna tolerate that no more nobody should tolerate it the world don't want to tolerate that no more. Right. What was that sound that they thought was a shotgun? Oh. Oh, oh, it was, uh, it was Nerf guns. So, you know, like the toy Nerf guns. Are you serious? And, yeah. So it was popping off like pop, 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 just making the regular like <laughs> Nerf gun sound. And somebody downstairs started, called and said, yo, I heard gunshots coming from that apartment. Wow. Gunshots and, and screaming. So, of course, you playing with Nerf guns, running around, jumping around, you know, making noise, playing with guns. And right. so pretty much it turned into a whole melee because of that. Oh now, when they showed up, I got a call from a 619 number. So I'm thinking it might be one of my friends outside. And as soon as I opened the door, it was a red dot on my head. And it was saying, get on, and it was saying like, come downstairs and get on the ground. I got my hands up, so I'm afraid, you know, at this point. And then the story just goes on, you know, and it just went on and on. They went into my house, checked everything out, came back downstairs, eventually pulled me off the ground, briefly, like a briefly dusted me off. And then just tell me, oh, yeah, we got a call about uh, some gunshots fired. We're sorry. And then they all leave. And I see all the people they evacuated out from the complex walking back to their places. So they weren't coming to talk. They were coming to actually, you know, get busy. And, you know, and, you know, and I didn't know how scared I should have been at this time because, you know, I was just more shocked of the whole moment happening, you know, so like. And it's and the story is deeper for me because you know it's tied into my family and stuff in there. Really, family, I don't stuff I don't try to speak about on my music level. You know, it was just something that they uh they put fear they put fear into my family's heart without me ever introducing them to that kind of life. That's crazy, dude. I'm sorry you had to go through that. You you were in an apartment complex, so you think one of your neighbors called? Yeah, it was. It was my downstairs neighbor. Were they white? No, it was a black lady. Hmm. Yeah, so it was, it, but it, but the thing was that she still she didn't when she called them. She was just being a complaining neighbor. Right. They went to those measures, you know what I'm saying? So like they didn't, and it wasn't verified. I don't know. Maybe when they get any call that they hear that, that's how they react to protect. You know what I mean? But you know that's what that story could have ended up different for me. I could have came out. I could have been you know, in shock and have waved my phone the wrong way. And, right. and he could have reacted because now I know now that these officers are just regular men with emotions, with problems, with anxiety, depression, with all kind of unregistered things, just like our military members. And they out there. And now my life is in his hands because 
I don't know how scared he is of me either. Yeah, that's yeah, that's smart that you can see, you know, different different perspectives like that for sure. And I don't know what police procedure is on on a situation like that. You know, they, they get a call, shots fired. Um, exactly. I, I I try to think of the police officer's perspective too a little bit, but again, it, it kind of goes full full circle back. Like there maybe needs to be some sort of fundamental reform or. Or training, or I—I I don't know, man. That's why I'm—I'm I'm talking. I figured you'd have all the answers, bro. No, what I think with the police system, I think there's intelligent people out there who go like these people. There's people in all kind of systems who go and educate themselves at high levels of law, right? They—they right. they all throughout the law enforcement. They—they are—they—they they go get. They have degrees in 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 the exact procedures of law, right? right? Yeah. And, and and what I think is, I think that these intelligent people can really sit down and enforce the procedure that they already set in place. If they follow many things that they already have in place, it would actually be good. They're not upholding certain standards. Like like I said, their their motto to serve and protect is so simple. If they just all follow that one, everything else falls under it. But so yeah, they need new training, new reform, new all that. But we've been knew that since Rodney King. We knew that since. The, since they were spraying people with water hoses in the 70s and we could watch that on camera like it wasn't real, but it really happened. Right. You know, so, so, you know, and then when you find out that the police organization, you can go deep back and actually read the history of when police were actually uh, made in history. Now, I don't know this story full, but I know Sly Beat sent me this story recently. Yeah. And when we were and we were looking at it, you'd be shocked that the uh, that the police hasn't even been around for that long. I'd have to look that up. You know, and it, and so the, so the concept of the police. I'd have to Google that, and I will. Eighteen twenty nine. Oh man. Eighteen twenty nine. Yeah, exactly. So not even two hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the country, America's still very young. <laughs> We're still learning, dude. Exactly. It's, it's really, that's what it comes down to is like, I always say this, we are just such an uncivilized planet, man. There's just no doubt about it. Um, that we just are, uh, we're, we're murdering each other still, dude. Like We're barbarians. That's, that's not right. Yes. We're very barbaric. It's barbaric times. There's a lot of uh, progress that needs to be made and... Um, I think, you know, maybe not my kids' time, but maybe, you know, my daughter's daughter's era will start to see some change, or I think this is a, a step in the right direction, you know, what we're doing, um, possibly, or maybe the whole world's going to burn down. I, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> exactly. Either way, I'm here for it. Either way, I got front row seats, bro. Because <laughs> at this point, I'm like this. At this point, I'm like, yo, it's just, I never thought I'd see any of the things I've lived to see now. And I saw it all. You know, I made it through. Every, I've had, of my generation, what I lived through now, I've gotten to live through 9 11. I've gotten to live through mm. all kinds of chaos and mass shootings all over the world. I got to live through terror, watching my people killed on cameras. I got to go through riots all over the world. I got to go through a human trafficking scandal. The government is looking like it's crumbling right before our very eyes. Right. You know, so it's just like, I don't understand anything that's going on. I'm not here to call anybody right or wrong either because I'm not a perfect person. The only thing I'm here to do is make sure I, I make sure I represent through my art the reality in which we live in, just like Nina Simone always said. So. Right, man. Well said, dude. I just want to see everything go back to normal. <laughs> it, man, I'm telling I, you, man. I, I miss normal, dude. I really do. It's like 
so much has happened in the past six months with for everyone, dude. And you know, we all have our personal stuff too. It's I just you know I want to I want to see everything back to normal, but we're just so far from normal, dude. Like even if shows start up next month, uh, July, yeah, it's not going to be normal. No, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to it. This no, way. no. I'm I'm not looking forward to it this way. I don't I I I want the normal back for that so much that it, it, I know that they have to go through so many different changes right now to even make a show happen. I'm not even looking forward to what they have to go through. Right. And we want to get back on stage, man, because I'm mean, I'm and we had that we had so many other stuff coming up. We you was gonna be doing the Spun Monkey show. That's right. We had all of the SDMA performances coming exactly. up. I had some stuff coming up at the Marrow. Mm-hmm. I had uh, something going down in Navajo. I was gonna be playing the Spawn Monkey Show with y'all. Yep, we still will. It'll it's postponed. I talked to Ernie, and they're working on it. Um, you guys are still nominated for your SDMA. It's gonna be a virtual stream. That's gonna be cool. Uh, coming up, coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, congratulations on that too, by the way, man. Let's talk about some good stuff. Good lord, hey, man. unreal. We both <laughs> we, we both congratulating each other, man. Yeah, nominated too, so. I know I'm stoked. I talked to uh, you know Bart Mendoza and I talked to Kevin Hellman. He's the founder of the San Diego Music Awards. I had him on the podcast, and that will re- uh, release the week of the San Diego Music Awards. So that was a good conversation. Um, but you are nominated for best hip hop, right here in San Diego? Yeah, but, yeah, best hip hop, man. Uh, me and Sly Beats both Richmond and Sly Beats. So I've been nominated by myself just for, uh, as Wrist and Biggs for Best Hip Hop, I think, two years ago, right? And then uh, last year, we got nominated for our album, Supreme Confidence, but that's also Fly's duo group together. And this year, me and him got nominated together, Wrist and Biggs and Sly Beats for the Best Hip Hop category. So it's just been dope, man, to be able to, like, uh, for them to acknowledge what we did, you know, and then for them to pay attention as well. Absolutely. You deserve it, man. And uh, I, I have to say that, it's not going to be as cool as a big event at House of Blues, but I have a lot of respect for the San Diego Music Awards for adapting to this situation. Um, and, you know, they're doing a live stream, they're doing live concerts, uh, live performances, and I think it will still be cool. Not quite the networking opportunity that an in-person show would have been, but oh, man. we'll be back there next year, bro, right? It was heck yeah, we will definitely. It was gonna be a party this year, man. Don't I get know. it twisted. We was gonna have so much fun in there. So I am sad about that. I am sad. <laughs> right. Yep. That was all March. Sprum Monkey San Diego Music Awards was all March, and then boom, shit hit the fan, and everything got shut down. And it's like son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I like, but I like you. You got me through my first two weeks, of it, man. You infinite signal when y'all was doing the, the when y'all was doing the parody <laughs> to the uh, man. Y'all got me through the first me man. Me and Angel was listening to those like on repeat, man. Because like you know, because you needed that in the beginning. It was so scary, man. It was so scary. So little like, humor, It was yeah. just like, you know, to see that everybody was going through that and you took your take on there and you cut your beard, dyed your house. Like, oh, yeah, see, he, he feels it. He knows what's going on. You know what I mean? Because I cut mine off over here, too. I was going crazy. <laughs> I forget about all the dumb shit I've done the past few months. Why Corona, why corona man, was sticking my head forever. <laughs> whoa, 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 why Corona? That was pretty fun. <laughs> that was like, you know, kind of the fun era, for me anyways, of quarantine. Like, and I don't want to offend anyone because this whole situation has sucked and I'm being affected by this in a huge way. So I think I can speak on it, but 
that was that to me was like fun times like you know having fun at home and with the daughter and now it's like to the point where it's just motherfucking depressing (laughs) it's very depressing man i caught a good laugh during that time man when you when y'all was doing that and i had an aunt that passed away in new york city from covid 19 oh man sorry to hear that and and we also lost uh, um, uh, a member of the police force in my hometown Oh, wow. And everything recently, recently from COVID-19. Wow. And uh, he's an African-American officer in my hometown of Payton, South Carolina. And he passed away from COVID-19. And he's like 38 or 39 years old. Wow. So, and Crazy. that's recently as of two weeks ago. Wow. So, you know, so, but the reason I can still get the heart of it because it was still like, I needed that during that moment because I actually lost somebody during that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it still was, I didn't want to hear a lot of depressing things at that time. I wanted to hear something that could keep me lighthearted right. about it. Right. And actually knowing how to protect myself and my other loved ones, infinite signal with like when they did the, uh, yeah, what's wash your, your hands, hands again. That went viral, dude. <laughs> yeah. And Blink shared it. Yeah. We talked about that a lot. I love them. Yeah, man, that was crazy. Hi, was Kelly crazy. and Eli. They listen a lot. They're doing, you know, they're going out and protesting, I think, and they're, you know, it's it's kind of cool to see everyone get involved, right? White and black. Man, everybody's getting involved, man. Everybody's doing their thing. I've been trying to check up on my people, too, man. I was actually trying to, like, you know, make sure I just send out text to different people to ask them, like, how they doing, you know, mm-hmm. during the time. They can they got their head on their shoulders and everything, you know. Yep. And sometimes I get so dove into my own stuff that I just kind of, like, forget the world for a little bit. Right. But now it's like, you know, I'm kind of like checking when I talk to people. Like, hey, man, how you been doing? Totally, over the time? You all right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's important, dude. I've been doing the same thing. I think that social media is one thing, but like, you know, call your friends. Whatever happened to that? Or like, you know, text a friend. Hit them up. I've been doing that a little bit more. Um, you know, I'll face chat with people and, uh, you know, live stream with people. I think that's important. Um Social media these days, man. What are your thoughts on it? The same thing that I said on one of my tracks, New Wrist and Digs, a long time ago. Social media is fucking killing my vibe. It never changed. It's killing your vibe? Yeah, it's always killing my vibe. Like, social media is just one of those things where it's a, you take it for what it's worth. You know what I mean? Like, you can't build too much on it. It can make you angry, upset. It can control your emotions. So, once you tie it into it, it's tied into a feeling. So, you know. I don't want to put too much stock into it. I also don't. I also know that it's needed to connect with each other, you know. But right. we lose sight of that sometimes. Like I was just thinking about uh, Drew from the Rook the other day, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, you know, what I'm saying I should just call him on the phone. Like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying I shouldn't have to worry about is he okay just be social media." Right. I agree. I do, man. I, I think social media these days. I, I just think it's toxic. <laughs> I don't think it's healthy yeah, at man, all. Man. Man, you looking at it now, man. I watch arguments. Have you ever got into reading a comment thread and you saw people just arguing? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm guilty. I'm guilty for a little bit. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you know. I think I'm entitled to opinion, but being a white person in this era, I don't know what the hell I'm allowed to say, dude. That's why I'm having like. You know, I'm doing my part in talking with you. I've talked to a couple people that went out to protests on the podcast. I think it's easier for me to communicate on this podcast than it is maybe in a quick little comment on social media that makes it public for eternity. I mean, people aren't thinking about what they're saying on social media, dude. It's just like fucking word vomit. (laughs) They can't be, man. They can't be. And that's the thing that makes me where I'm like, Man, people are picking sides, drawing lines that you don't need to draw. 
people are making they're making enemies out of people you don't have to make an enemy I know, we're I killing know. right now we're killing lifelong connections right now you have to defend yourself on not being a racist when you haven't acted or done nothing racist to me but now you're letting comments make you come off racist why would we do that to each other right what are your thoughts Riston, on people shaming others i'm seeing this people are shaming others for not speaking out and not posting. I've actually had a couple of people tell me that people have wanted to fight them because they are not speaking out enough about the current situation. You know, Black Lives Matter, uh, George Floyd, they're not being vocal enough about it on social media. Yeah, and that's a problem in itself right there, that that's enough to make you satisfied, them talking about it on social media. So you just said you went out to a protest. You actually tried to do your part. You using your your platform to even talk to me right now. Right. So nobody said that to me, but a couple other people. I think we all. Everyone just needs to fucking get along, dude. Like no matter what exactly. color your skin is. Like what the hell? <laughs> for for me, that don't. For me, that's what social media makes it not real for me. Right. So when I think about like when when I think about people mad at somebody because they're not speaking on something on social media, it's like this. The fact that that's what makes you satisfied, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, like I don't have to justify. Like, I, like I'm, I'm unapologetically black all the time. I don't have to justify on social media that I don't have to tell you that. I don't have to remind you of that. I have to be that. I have to really live it. If people really live who they say they are, the world's gonna be a better place from that. Be who you say you are. If you really, if you really uh, a man of the people, if you really. Uh, care if you really have a, uh, a heart for what's going on just live that lifestyle of a person who does that right. social media don't have to reflect that it can reflect that if you want it to but it don't have to right be, be that in re- i'm more worried about who you are in real life totally. than what you say on social media that's such a great point i was thinking about that the other day i get the feeling people are people project they feel like just projecting out something on social media is enough you know, it's one thing to yep. post something on Instagram or Facebook, but to actually live it and to teach your children and to to do correct things, you know, make the right decisions and teach the right things in your in your real life, you know, behind closed doors. That's what matters. That's exactly what matters. When no one's looking. That's why people, it's the same method of training. Everybody watched the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, that came out. And while everybody was watching it, they was amazed by his work ethic and his practice and how hard he worked and how hard he was on people to win championships. And then they spoke about a part in that documentary that said that uh, Jordan worked on stuff in practice that we never saw him do in the game. He would do stuff in the game that we'd never seen him do in practice. That's because he was practicing so much at different things. When he finally got in the game, he was able to unleash stuff that he didn't even know he was capable of. If we, in our regular lives now, it's only important what you do when nobody's looking. That's the practice. When you do it, you can put on an act anytime a camera's on, anytime that everybody's watching. When you say something on social media, you want them to believe something. You're trying to sell something to somebody. I want you to believe I'm a certain way. And that's fine because that's good as well. But guess what, though? If you're not doing that in real life, it doesn't mean anything. Because I can come to you and you will watch uh, you will watch something somebody kill me on camera. You might still have a feeling that you wouldn't help me if I was in a situation where you could help just based off you making a post. You know what I'm saying? Your real life is what's going to help me 
your real life is what's going to help you because now that's going to judge off who you are, your character. Like you said, what are you going to teach your child? You're going to teach your child something how that's going to better the world now. Not to hate anybody, not to judge anybody, not to judge any color. Also, you're going to teach your child to be tough enough to not let anybody make them feel like they have to explain their non-racism. You don't have to explain to me that you're non-racist. You don't have to show me that you're that you're not. I know you ain't because I wouldn't talk to you if you were. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yep. Oh, yeah, for real. I know. I, I just want you to be sure. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, no, absolutely, brother. No, I appreciate that. I think, yeah, I think... I don't know. I'm all for making things a little more personable these days. I think social media has has steered us away from that in a lot of ways. It oh, definitely, man. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? Have? I think that's why podcasts are cool. Or even like Joe Rogan. I think that's why podcasts are cool. Like Joe Rogan, he'll sit down with someone for two to four hours. Exactly. And you get to hear all about them, dude. And you get to see their face. It's not like these little, you know, 10-minute Tonight Show interviews you know you get to sit down exactly. and talk and communicate and and social media loses that and i'm just i'm fucking over social media 100 mm-hmm. percent. and you and it's through and you get to be and you get to run a script and now that we're running a script we're like oh man let's run this way and let's be that's why all these corporations are, are running around like chicken with their head cut off everybody wants to say something now it's, uh, it's all about doing something right you know what i'm saying like right. you know, we can we can say something for the moment we could change our profile screen to black to be a black screen we could do whatever we want to do but let's make sure we're really doing something you know what i'm saying let's make sure we really there's work to do and right now you got time because half of y'all unemployed right now (laughs) 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 i think you get to kind of see people's true true colors and true nature during these times huh like what does a person do when they're bored as fuck do they stay creative? Mm. Do they go out and burn buildings down? I mean, I get the I get the cause, <laughs> but you know, you got to separate the the peaceful protesters from the the rioters and the looters. I mean, I think people's true colors come out during this time a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean, you got you got people burning Chase banks, Union banks. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I'm. I, I I care less about that than like these small brick and mortars. You know, I feel for them. It's like, look at everything brick and mortars, small mom and pop shops have been through these past three months. They open up, they get fucking burned down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're and and the, and the, and they're and they're of the people as well. So you you know when you when some of the people that were burning down those brick and mortars, you're burning the, you're burning yourself. Those right. people are you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people who are fighting against the same things you fight against to even stay open to give you your service. You know what I mean? So but people don't think about that when they ride and angry. You know what I mean? I know. When people are doing that, when people are acting out of anger, and then some people aren't even there to protest. Some people are there to burn shit. Right. Exactly. Just create, <laughs> just create chaos. And again, I don't want to be too much, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. Again, you know, I am. No, 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 no. I am, no. I am whitey. But, uh, <laughs> The, the camera the camera doesn't lie right yeah it's there's been some yeah i've seen some crazy shit on social media i mean people just walking in and and walking out with stuff it's like how i get the passion and i get the anger and i think most people disagree with looting and burning down buildings but i said something on social media you know maybe it does maybe it's going to take fucking fires to handle this issue it, it, 
It does. Maybe but it will. It, it does. It does. You can burn a system down if you feel inclined to, but it don't. But don't cheapen my don't cheapen my hurt to think that that's how that's all I want to resort to. You know what right. I'm saying? Don't cheapen don't cheapen that my people aren't they aren't people who, are, who my people who fighting at a higher level who trying to change real laws who trying to really get in office who really trying to change prison reform who really trying to do real things and they just want to resort to riding. So we don't, I don't want to just cheapen what we're really doing for just that uh, side. You know, that's another side of war. There's an ugly side of real war. There's bombs flying over to Iraq and Middle East and stuff all the time. But then yet there's also a side that's happening where a lot of men are wearing a suit sitting down talking. So we also have a representation that's like that right. and they're getting real things changed over. Yeah. So we need to understand, like we need to put more on highlight on that other side than just the protest, you know? Sure. Yeah. hundred percent. It's an internal structural kind of uh, problem here, right? Oh man. Very, man. The system was always tipped on the iceberg. It was always tipping. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, uh, we just hit a breaking point. We just hit a breaking point and the world cracked in front of our eyes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, coronavirus came and said like, Hey man, I'm going to cause a lot of fucking chaos and y'all go right. and, and we just living in it, you know what I mean? This probably is the side effect from coronavirus. Like, coronavirus makes everybody, like, more uh, their self. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus brings out the the inner protester in you, or, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think it's the perfect storm. I keep saying it. I mean, people have been cooped up in their house. They've been on their phone. They've been on the, the media watching the TV. And everybody sees this video of this cop murdering this guy, straight murder. Yeah. <laughs> no one's protesting yeah. that. I've never, I haven't heard anyone say that the cop isn't guilty of murder. I haven't heard anybody say it that wasn't trolling. Maybe just looking for trouble. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's kind of the perfect storm, like the perfect storm, uh, if that makes sense. You know, everyone's, you know, kind of bored and frustrated and the government is shutting our fucking economy down and doing so many things to sort of suppress us in a lot of ways. And then this happens and it's like, boom, mm -hmm. like just. <laughs> and it perfect, babe, the worst time, the worst time ever, man. We, this, this year, man, we got to, when we recap this year, we're going to start it off realizing that we lost Kobe Bryant. It was already off to a bad right. start. Holy shit. Totally. Yep. You know. If, dude, if we could just rewind it all to January 30th, main stage House of Blues. <laughs> man, it changed so quick. That night, I remember feeling on top of the world. And right. then shortly after that, if I, somebody had told me that this was going to happen, I might have celebrated harder that night. I know, man. I might have gotten hammered. I don't drink, but I might have drank that night. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we would have had, we, we had to force it on you that night. <laughs> I might have just and fallen we, off the wagon, dude. Fallen off the stage. <laughs> fucking crowds. Yeah, we knew that crowd this was What? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. We'll get through it. Um, I, I, dude, I appreciate talking to you about this. I feel like... You know, I, I feel like this is more productive than anything I could do on social media. It is, man. This is the real side of it, man. Like, you talking to somebody who actually lived it as right. well as somebody you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, it, this is powerful. This isn't, like, just saying, like, hey, man, like, you matter to me. I, of course I do, but let's talk. Right. And let's, put, and let's use the platform and let's use who we are to make right. something powerful. You know what I mean? Right.
I'm here to support the cause. I am 100%. There's not a racist bone in my body. But, um, and, you know, I've, I've made my posts on social media and I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my part. I want, I want to help. You know, I want things to go back to normal, dude. You know, I'm just a little voice here, you know, but um, I think it is good that everyone, I don't mean to hate on anyone that's, that's staying proactive on social media. I don't think it's a bad no, thing. No, no, no. You know? No, it's not a bad thing. No, I would never make it look like that. I'm just making sure that you check out in real life too, that's all. Anything else? Did I miss anything, bro? You didn't miss anything, man. We touched on the topics. I wanted to definitely, I feel, stuff that was dear and dear to my heart. Okay, good. Good, brother. Um, music, what's what's next, man? Obviously, no shows. You're working on some stuff. Uh, quarantine, are you releasing anything that you've recorded during this downtime? Um, I've been recording constantly so for the last year, two years, constantly, always. But uh, we got a slew of songs that we've been going through right now, slides currently mixing and mastering. So we do have something coming, but I don't want to already, I don't want to put a, put a name or anything on it or say, hey, just be working. We're always working on music. Cool, man. Now, I did release a short film, experimental short film recently. Me and Angel did together over the quarantine, and it's called Heart, Spirit, Mind, Body. Okay. And uh, it's available on YouTube right now. And it's just like an experience. You know, I did like seven different writings. Mm -hmm. I placed them together with uh, uh, visuals. And those visuals are like a meditative experience for you just to be able to go into like a vibe or a zone. And you're able to just kind of feel these stories and stuff that I laid out. And you can see it as motivation or just overall make you feel better. So that's something that I've been promoting right now. Awesome. The name again? Uh, heart, spirit, mind, body, and that is on. Is and it's available on YouTube. Heart, spirit, mind, body. How long is that? It's like seven minutes and fifteen seconds. Seven minutes. You said you and your girl did that. Yeah, we did it together over quarantine. Right on, man. Is A- Angie right? Is that her name? Angel. 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 She's cool, man. You know? That's an intelligent girl you mm-hmm. got there. We've we've had a couple of conversations um, at our shows and stuff. She, I think she's going for her masters or. or yeah, she just actually finished her master's. She just got a master's from National. Good for her, man. University. Wow. So she just finished that up right now. So it was just like, a, and over the quarantine period, you know, she just was able to dig down and finish it finally. So it was good. Right on. At the same time, while helping me do this uh, <laughs> short film. That's cool. I'll check that out um, on YouTube. That's that's great, dude. Good to see uh, everyone kind of staying busy with their own thing during this downtime. I did a parody, Why Corona. That's my contribution. <laughs> hey man look i told you it made me feel better man you, if you didn't do it for nobody else it worked for me dude i'm telling you if i could have if, if i made one person laugh i did my part you know <laughs> man you, you made you made me laugh while i didn't really have any toilet tissue <laughs> oh, i really man. didn't have any hey remember the good old days when when running out of toilet paper was the, our biggest problem Oh man, it was a, look. There was a different time. I'm telling you right now, and it was a big problem too. I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I never really tripped on that, dude. I watched all these people, you know, in March, uh, storming the fucking grocery stores for their toilet paper, and I'm just sitting back, like, what the hell are they doing? I'll wipe my ass with my with my leaves in my backyard. Like, what are they tripping on? But um, yeah, yeah. dude, times have changed since then. <laughs> Man, it's way different now, man. I tell you, that was a that was a worry I would go back to having. I would be like, hey, man, hey, total tissue. I, I was mad. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of right now, I would take 
all the issues back to when even I was just worried about could I go outside and, and take the trash out. Right. I know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy times. Now people are lighting their toilet paper on fire and throwing it at buildings. <laughs> hey, man, but you, I, I, there you go. Now they're just wasting it. Look at them. Now they got ammo. You say, <laughs> oh, man. You seen, uh, I'm just you seen Arizona and stuff is spiking back up. Like all those like coronavirus cases, they say it's like spikes happening over the over the places because of like Memorial Day and all the different uh, protests and stuff have been causing yep. coronavirus spikes. So I'm guessing that nurse, whatever the nursing community is going through, isn't important anymore. Because you know, at first they were like big a big topic. It was like, oh man, we care about the nurses. I think we're still supposed to be caring about them. I think they're still fighting the same fight. Right? They are. And we- <laughs> it's it's still an issue, dude. COVID-19. I mean, my wife has a pre-existing condition. She monitors it daily. The CDC, the numbers, the numbers are spiking, dude. Like since Memorial Day, since these protests, you know, it's not going anywhere. Nothing has changed since whatever, March 16th, that day that they shut everything down. Um People are kind of getting desensitized over it and just kind of becoming over it. But you know, for households like mine that are scared shitless, like my wife, it's not changed, man. Like it hasn't, man. It hasn't. So in that regard, it's like let's watch the protest maybe a little bit, huh? Like we we get the passion, but let's maybe stay socially distanced or something, dude. Not, look, let me tell you something. She should not be out there. She has a pre-existing condition. It just She's not warm enough to be. I have I, I have asthma myself, right? I take a risk anytime I'm around people. I have to know that. I have to know that I'm not invincible. You know, so I can't just walk around and say like, oh, man, this thing ain't real. I ain't know nobody who caught it. I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I get it, man. But like this thing is very real and they're not lying to you. It's not just like a big uh, 5G conspiracy. Right. And I know like, you know, I'm not saying that 5G and all that stuff. We can go down that rabbit hole, (laughs) but I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is this is some real shit, too. (laughs) Yeah. People are dying from it. It's, you know, it is, it's real. Yeah. I, I think maybe some of the numbers from everything I've gathered, my own personal opinion, <laughs> I think some of the numbers are maybe a little off or skewed, but it's a real thing, man. And this household has, has been affected by it greatly. Oh, man. It's been, I've, I've felt the same, man. Over here, it's been like, you know, it's been constant, like a germaphobe living. It's been like living like a bubble boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it's felt like. It's been like, hey, spray that down. Touch that. Nope. They can't come in here. Wipe that Amazon box down. I know, man. Like, Whoa, man. Yeah. I think some good will come of it. You know, I think uh, some of our music venues will get cleaned up a little bit more once we get back out there, right? <laughs> Man, good on them. Because I didn't realize how much I got sick every year with the common cold. Yeah, possibly. Huh? I, haven't been sick one, I haven't been sick one time since we've been quarantined. Wow, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's your immune system, guys. Take care of your immune system. You're not going to hear that on CNN or Fox. Exactly. You know, that's a cheap solution but take a lot of take a lot of vitamin d take a lot of vitamin c exercise keep your immune system strong that's exactly what this is for your immune system is is very key man i take my vitamins every morning i drink lemon water i drink apple cider vinegar i'll make sure i run i make sure i stay and now i can't tell you i'm not co-signing anything and saying that i'm a help guru i know anything 
but I just know I'm doing my part to make sure I stay healthy. Right. So if you decide to do that, it's better than not doing anything. I tell you that much. hundred percent. Yeah. That's good to hear that you're so active, man, with your, your asthma. I didn't know that you had asthma. I've been on the front lines of asthma for so long. I've always said, like, I've always had that chip on my shoulder. Like, I'm going to show you what people with asthma can do. Right on. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I I wanted to be the person who got asthma who you can never, he's never going to get affected by it. Like, I'm going to be on stage. You're not going to notice. I'm going to run. You're not going to notice. You know? No, not at all, man. I mean, yeah, talking about music and you being on stage, I mean, you're, you're just the ultimate front man, dude. Like, you have so much energy, bro. I always love, like, having you come up even for 30 seconds it's just it adds so much seriously uh, we, we love it dude i appreciate y'all having me up there man when i come up there man i'm all i just love to bring energy i love to bring a great stage performance i um i admire people who are in theater i admire people who like done like uh broadway i admire like a lot of actors and stuff so facial expressions and getting a chance to go up there and let loose fully and dive into like the music and embody the character of the song. Yeah. It's just fun. It's fun, man. And so uh, getting a chance to be there in front of two people or 600 people, I'm going to do it the same way. So right. sure, that's like, that's the name of the game for me. Absolutely, brother. I look forward to doing it again with you, man. Hopefully sooner than later, you know, uh, maybe this summer. I, d- I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, man. Whatever it's time, we're going to be ready. Yep. Yep. Shout out your YouTube uh, short film once again. Oh, yeah, man. That's going to be Heart, Spirit, Mind, Body. Heart, Spirit, Mind, Body. I'm going to check it out right now. It's a film available on YouTube. Uh, It's done by myself and Angel Slaughter. We uh, created that over this quarantine period. And just I hope you, uh, you take time and just get a chance to enjoy it if you get a chance to check it out. Heart, Spirit, Mind, Body. Right on, dude. The Boulevard uh, Experience presents Angel Slaughter. Is that her real name, bro? It can't be. And that's her real name, man. I know, right? It's crazy. It sounds like a, a it sounds like a horror film. Dude, that <laughs> is brilliant. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Wrist and Diggs and Angel Slaughter. Wow, that's a that's a Hollywood couple right there, brother. For sure. That's just crazy, man. That's a real name. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it, dude. Being a horror fan, that's uh, that's perfect. We share that together. We're going to have a conversation about that one day, too, because I'm into horror more than you probably know. Really? Okay. I want to start up a horror podcast, straight up. Hey, man, when you do, please. You'll be my first guest. Me, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a horror fanatic. You'll find out then. <laughs> Dude, Riston, thanks so much for your time, bro. Man, I'm definitely, I'm glad we got to do this, man. We got to jump that hurdle together, man, because I told you I haven't spoken about it at all. So it felt therapeutic to actually say it. I actually got a chance to get emotional and speak and about something that had been on my mind because I don't say anything on social media either. Right on. So. Yeah. Glad to help you out, dude. I mean, is there a message to the, the San Diego music community? Is there, you know, what do you what do you suggest to them? What do you recommend? How can they help? Man, pretty much, man, stay strong, stay, keep the scene active, come back out here strong, ready to work. And if y'all see something that, like, don't, don't let us get, uh, let color block anybody from what we're doing. Like I make hip hop, you make punk rock, he makes uh, uh, jazz, she makes blues. We all love music. Be surprised that we all do enjoy some more of the same things than we think that than we might think. You know, more people enjoy hip hop than you than you think. More people enjoy punk rock than you think. More people enjoy. We can we can join more things together. So if you see more opportunities, do that. Let's get out of this track, one track mind of it has to be this style of thing. There's no more rules. 
We don't have to follow any of those. So let's break down the normal way of thinking and build the San Diego music scene like uh, in the way of what we see the world is now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's together. Let's build it together now. Yep. Right on, brother. For sure. It, it would it'd be a better world if musicians just ran everything, don't you think? Heck yeah, because we understand, man. <laughs> it'd be a way better world. Way I always, I always say this, like musicians to me are kind of like philosophers. If you look back the past, you know, to words that the Beatles say, like, let it be. And like certain lyrics, I have let it be tattooed on my, my wrist. Like that is, th- there's certain messages that musicians communicate that, that you can live by and you can seriously <laughs> help others by living by some of these words that, that, these amazing musicians have, have written throughout the history. You're true right there, man. When musicians inspire the, uh, right. they inspire the leaders of tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? The leader, because musicians, like people uh, listen to the words and the powerful, the things that we say. And sometimes they build that characteristic of who they become in life from that. Well said. All we need is love. Right, man. All we need is love, man. We got a lot of it, man. I felt love on here, man. Like you know, what I'm saying, I, 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 I'm, I, I really appreciate you for this, man. Like this is uh, you, you really uh, stepped outside the box because you didn't have to do this for me to think highly of you, and I think highly, more highly of you now. Right on, brother. And I already like, and I already rock with you and your family, with everything you stand for as a man. But now, like you know, that went up to another tier because. Even my people in, in my town that's paid in South Carolina, they'll know like uh uh this is uh this is powerful for me speaking to you about this, even for them to hear, you know. Right on. Yeah. I think it will be to share that, you know, with, with family back home or share it with, with whomever you want. But uh I try to stay selfless on this thing, man. It's it's not about me, but if I can build me and your relationship even more, dude, I'm I'm all for that for sure. It's good for us, man. It's good for us. The dialogue is good. We was able to talk on this topic. Uh, we didn't run from it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's always good to confront and communicate. And, you know, we're, I'm guilty of not doing that sometimes in my own life. But uh, I try to live by that. Man, you living it. You living it, man. Definitely. <laughs> you definitely living it. Rest in. Dude, much love to you and Angel Slaughter and Sly Beats and uh, the whole crew over there. Oh, yeah, I see man. him on social yeah, media oh, every man. once in a while. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend. He just, uh, you know, he's designing, uh, he's designing shirts right now and stuff as well. So he just released a line, uh, Maj Nigger, that's uh, that we've been wearing a lot. So it's in my profile pictures and a couple of stuff. So uh, we've been really uh, excited to release that to the people. So. Right on. Let's just hope things get back to normal again. Heart, spirit, mind, body available now on YouTube. Uh, you and Angel killing it, brother. Stay productive and uh, stay sane, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you soon. Man, appreciate it, man. Stay up. Peace. What you can't it's me, it's you, it's us, it's them. You have to fight for your eyes. White to black, red to blue, another man shot down. It's kind of weird that they can't remember. You heard the cop, you saw the shot. When no one cares for your life. Live to kill or kill to live. Nowadays, being black is getting free. Now your best remember. No, 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 baby, 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 baby. No, 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 no. Why did I do that? Why did you shoot him? Get it, baby. Put that job.
Protecting while you killing this foe. I ain't really one to criticize a man with a job, but if your job is hunting me, then how I'm supposed to survive? I guess I need to go and cop me a piece and let it rain in the streets since the news say they can't remember. You need to know right now, blacks will not stay down. Now your best remember. Please, can somebody bring a fact checker? Nowadays, politicians got a crime record, and we just wanna be like Jordan. Who can't speak against the prisons that they put our boys in? It's a shame. We saw the footage with his girl taping You know that's wrong, but you can't remember Break free and rewrite this culture They could kill us, but they can't control us Put them can't remember Blue Zone. Hey! Word. 